Rise and shine your light in opulent solution seekers and welcome back to another episode, theory, opinion, interview, message, word, story, whatever on the Conscious Black Soul Podcast where we get to the roots to find the solutions. Alright guys, so in today's episode, I want to talk about um, coming out the spiritual closet. I'm finally making the video (laughs) because, you know, as I go on my own journey, I'm trying to, uh, it's constantly unfolding and it constantly will, but I'm just like, you know, I just want to go ahead and, and put the video out from my perspective so that you have another perspective to look into and see if it resonates with you. So let's get right into it. First, let's talk about what actually coming out the spiritual closet means to me. Coming out of the spiritual closet is all about feeling safe in the exploration and expression of self, your authentic self, holistically, that is. Being able to change, evolve, and grow without feeling ostracized or exiled or just, hmm, not accepted due to like shunning, shame, ignorances, fears, societal conditionings, judgment, etc. This true self is not the ego self, which is full of falsities that that fuel personas to blend in and be accepted. That is the ego. But the true self, however, is more of your soul, your spirit, that inner calling, longing, the passions. But However, also recognizing that due to our hyper-adaptive behavior, we have held on to our multifaceted nature and become very diverse individuals with relatability with many. Knowing the difference between selling out your soul and being true to yourself is key to coming out of the closet, transcending or getting past all the boxes this society, um, all the labels this society and history has put us in is a test not for the weak. And we need, and we all need the support we can get. And with this massive mentality, post-traumatic slave syndrome, and the black mind acting as the henchman to the agenda to continue to oppress the black spirit, we tend to stigmatize everything outside of this label of be, of what being black is. Establish the image of what being black is and anything outside of that box is either lame, weak, crazy, doing the most and whatever else we have been infiltrated into our culture through internalization from living in society that is conditioned to judge which projects these prejudices and stereotypes onto us. So because we feel the energy, because we see all of these depictions, we then internalize ourselves as negative and dark and bad and wrong. So then we start to project that onto others because we look at them and we judge them from the viewpoint of the oppressor or the prejudice or the stereotypical person. When really, that's why I say judgment is kind of like a a mirror. Generally, the people you're judging is somewhat of a person who is either something you, you kind of envy, you kind of want to be, or you're afraid of because that's your shadow and your ego is making you judge that person to make you 
go away from your truer self. But anyway, redefining is the main way we take our power back. With self-acceptance and non-judgment within our communities, culture, we can cultivate a mindset and a safe space for us to liberate our spirits and free our minds from this sunken place of darkness and despair. And I kind of want to go into my personal experience, um, thoughts and feelings around coming out the spiritual closet. I grew up feeling misinterpreted, confused, indecisive, um, you know, being labeled as, you know, not knowing what I want or picky, you know, I feel like women kind of get that a lot also, by the way, but because that was projected onto me. I knew what I wanted, but I always questioned myself, but it's because I wanted a little bit of everything. I love variety. I'm a sampler of life. That's only picky from one sense of the perspective. You know, when I go to a restaurant, I don't maybe, maybe I don't just want one entree. Maybe I want the sampler platter, or maybe I want two different meals, or maybe I want my um, husband to get a meal and I get a meal. Let's share. Like there's no right or wrong way to be. I don't have to just you need to know what you want. I do know what I want. I want this and this. And so it's just like everything is about perspective. And once you start to understand that nobody knows nothing and nobody can tell you about yourself. And once you solidify knowing who you are and firm into that foundation and you have that assurance within yourself, no one can mold you and to make you feel a certain way about who you are when you know who you are. You know, I'm ultimately proud that I don't have a specific way of being like a clique or per se or whatever. I grew up, you know, a bit of my background, I grew up Christian, Baptist, tomboyish. I'm using all the labels that society puts just for the, um, to make it easier to understand. But, you know, I loosely label myself. I don't allow labels and labeling of society to define who I am. But, okay, so I grew up Christian, Baptist, tomboy, you know, hanging out with a lot of my male cousins. So I was a rough and tumble, rambunctious uh, little girl. Um, country girl, you know, I used to go to the country a lot with my family, but I also bounced out. I was, I was girly too. Cause I did have a lot of girl cousins. So I have a big family in general. So I have a little bit of everything. Um, grew up in like a, what you could say, you know, kind of like the hood, you know, and then not so much the hood also was part of my upbringing because I went to a school that was more diverse, had every, every race you could think of coming from, you know, all black school to then go into more a way more diverse environment for the majority of my schooling so I had a different outlook on life than you know my sisters who kind of stayed in um, more of the all-black uh, environment the school system um, all of these societal labels shaped who I thought I was definitively like these are parts of me but they're not who I am um, and my childhood environment shaped how I behave and react to, to this day. So, but when you attach too hard to labels or ways of being, you can create stagnation or resistance to change, thus your evolution or growth, not from a sense of you're bad as you are, but from a sense of being open-minded, non-judgmental, uh, um, guilty or shameful. And you need to have more of a free to roam perspective of self. I personally feel I can fit in with anyone I want. I'm extremely multifaceted and I have acquired many quote-unquote opposing interests based on society's boxes. But thus, I've I've come across so many friends from different walks of life. I've had best friends of every race you could think of because I was exposed to that. And with that cultural 
how can I say exposure? It has made me a, a person who is very relatable, who is very compassionate, who is very, you know, open-minded. Um, I always make a disclaimer about me. My teaching style is no guilt, shame, or judgment with a love ethic. And at forefront, I'm an open-minded person with a traditional soul and a free spirit. That's kind of encompassing of who I am as a person. And that gives me like integrity. That gives me, um, positive intentions that helps me cultivate compassion it's just something that helps keep me grounded and knowing that I'm doing God's work for me um but yeah I've I've inquired friends from all walks of nature and nurture all my psych nerds will understand that one but people self-sabotage their souls and spirits when they try to be somebody they're not to be accepted or they solidify themselves in an identity that has been like predestined or predetermined for them or one that they like but isn't all they're passionate about. You don't have to be one way. You don't have to put yourself in one box. You can be in multiple boxes. You can, but you also can choose. I mean, if you're good with just being one way, that's fine. It's all about the freedom and that power, that personal power that you have, that no one has to govern you and who you are and how you show up in the world. Just because you're good at something doesn't mean you love it. A lot of times we don't, we haven't even questioned that, oh, maybe I became a doctor because my parents always told me this was a um, a credible or um, just a reputable, whatever, great type of uh, um, career. Never knowing that I really just wanted to be, a, I don't know, an artist or I wanted to go and travel the world for a while and and do this and do that. But, you know, we have these ideas of what we have to be so we... We attach to those and never question it. And that's what the awakening process is. But, I, you know, I'm going to do a whole separate video on that. But just that consciousness to knowing that you do have choices and coming out of the spiritual closet is an extension of spiritual awakening. It goes hand in hand. There are many um, aspects of coming out the spiritual closet for me. But, you know, I kind of do my breakdown. And the first thing I start off with, you know, after my story and personal experience is the root, uh, which is the inner child and the ancestral theories. So let's get into it. Um, from the moment of enslavement, our psyches have been manipulated and beaten into submission. Spirit, our spirits have been depleted of all signs of life, light, all in the name of superiority, domination, greed, and control. This internalized fear has been the catalyst of that massive mentality that I talk about and that post-traumatic slave syndrome, which has many aspects to it. So does the massive mentality, but you know, the post-traumatic slave syndrome has like the bacon esteem and um, just all of these aspects that create that black mind and why we think and see the world the way we do and why we're so, you know, stuck in our ways. Like people, you know, compared to other races, we're very closed-minded at times. We're stuck in our ways. And, and tradition is not bad. Tradition has stabilized us. But now it's time that when you go into that spiritual awakening, you realize that you can you can add a little bit to the tradition you can add a little bit to the foundation you can take away a little bit to the foundation when you realize that you don't have to go with this belief anymore this belief is outdated or this belief wasn't even a belief that you feel like was innately to us it was something that was infiltrated into our culture you know our parents didn't know everything they did the best they could but you know um the uh, imposter syndrome and and more like Free will, like I said, was stolen from us. Thus, the freedom of expression. We had to be whatever 
the master said the prop we were property we were slaves um and then you know but yeah so we felt that we had to be whatever they told us to be to to be safe The idea that our spirits have been so repressed due to fear of everything from shame, rejection, abandonment, ridicule, judgment, to even physical violence or death, that we have created identities that have had uh, served others. This is a, it's a, it's a form of adaptation, a survival tactic. But at this point, it's all about the fact that we no longer have to, should, or must do anything that doesn't feel true to our souls. We can now choose as co-creators of our reality to shine our light as bright and as colorful as we want, whether that may look like the job taking ballet, the stay-at-home mom starting a business, and, and not being necessarily the traditional stay-at-home mom, you know, t branching out of that identity, that box, the overworked dad, you know, this distorted masculine now being able to realize he can leave that nine to five job or he can leave or he can now know that he is worthy of more than just, how can I say, devoting his life to his job where he now can realize he has balance. He can take some days off. He can know that he knows his worth and he can do things that put him in an environment that allows more family time, a better mental health. Um, this stuff helps the psychology, the environment of the family construct, there's no more of the displacement, you know, taking that frustration of, of, of the job and the stresses of life out onto the family, the wife and the kids. You know, basically, we're all tapping more into the balance of the divine feminine and masculine, not these distorted energies that we have been carrying around due to the stressors of this world of trying to fit into these boxes that we were not designed to fit in, breaking free of them of the labels, the expectation of the society, AKA the matrix built on a foundation of oppression, slavery, mental racism. I mean, I'm sorry, mental slavery, racism, consumerism, materialism, capitalism, sexism, all the isms just to keep you stuck in the rat race asylum. You have to set your spirit free, give your life meaning, but be conscious doing this. Stay in reality, not this fantasy world. A lot of these spiritualists are selling you. You got to take action to not just solely rely on it with a wish and a prayer. You know, that's great. And the power of intention in prayer is powerful, but knowing that you do have to take action as well, you have to do the work behind it to see it through. You know, and then going more into the inner child, all of it is conditioning, whether it's the ancestral theory is kind of just more of the idea of what, you know, our ancestors may have went through that kind of has created the conditioning within our parents. But it's all conditioning at the end of the day. And so that's why you have the idea that, you know, that with conditioning, it can be changed and altered. So with the inner child condition, this is a further extension of those ancestral traits that are carried through through our parents. And then you also have like the family constructs, the community constructs, the societal constructs, all of the things that have been internalized through you as a child. You know, this installation of fear um, through the socialized racism, you know, how we're supposed to be um, to be accepted in society as black people or um, as a woman, the socialized, um, 
sexism, all of these other kind of socializations, ways to feel accepted, being whoever you, however you show up, however you look in this world, knowing that because this is a physical world, everything is about how you look. That is the forefront. That's the first thing that people see. But knowing that you don't have to be defined by these things. But that socialized racism manifested into a lot of hopelessness, helplessness, victim mentality, imposter syndrome, inferiority, feeling like you just less than, feeling like you no good, just a piece of, you know, <laughs> self-doubt, rarely pride. But the socialized racism can promote pride. And so these are the ways that we reframe these things, but I'm going to get into that more down in the solutions. But, you know, all of these experiences as a child of rejection, the obstacles always associated by default to race, you know, lack of resources to help prosper, seeking these things in externally instead of internally. This fear of if you act or be a certain way, if you let the world know what you like to do, who you are, and then you'll be abandoned, exiled, laughed at, lose your street cred, your black card, etc. Be labeled something with a negative perceived connotation, weak, lame, sellout. Why are you so scared of these illusions and consequences when you've already hit rock bottom? In this society, we're already labeled standing out no matter what. So why are we still trying to blend in, watering ourselves down, dimming our lights to be accepted in a system of Eurocentric standards based off of falsities and foundations of superiority and elitism with no substance? These ideals are prejudiced and have no, like I said, substance outside of the mind. No one can tell you how to be or what to be if you're extra. Be extra. If you're sensitive, be sensitive without guilt or shame. Just be you. Explore. Try new things. Be trisexual. Like I always say, try something once. You know, that's that's what this life is about. You're not here to just stay stuck and, and feel like nothing's going right for me, but I just got to keep doing the same way. No, that's the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different result. Um, like I said, I'm glad I'm not part of a clique or movement or other than empowering myself and conscious living and empowering my community. I have my own mind and don't allow the egos of others to define, label, or judge me. I change and evolve as I see fit for my life. Taboo to you, fulfilling to me. And that's how you have to have that that mindset, knowing that you have the power to be who you want to be. And it doesn't have to be defined by what everyone else tells you. You have to transcend the ego, the mind, the mass mentality to free your soul, spirit, and heart. You know, ultimately what I've learned is that our parents, out of fear and the need to protect us, they have perpetuated this agenda acting as the henchmen and we as black people act that's what part of the mass mentality is that you're like a henchman like a you're playing out in this unconscious and subconscious programming what the masa wanted you to do you're not even being conscious and aware that you're perpetuating and, and keeping something on keeping it going not realizing you're becoming part of the problem you're becoming like that, the black, think of slavery. Just imagine it. The black guy who was chosen to watch the other slaves. 
you're becoming him in a sense. So at some point he, he has sold out. He is no longer thinking of the well-being of his people. He's only thinking of this is what I have to do because for one, I'm forced to do it. But for two, now I'm, I'm following out the, the needs and the wants and the agenda of the masa. When really you have the power to be the masa, not your mind, not the conditioning, not the infiltrations, not the programming. You know, they did the best they could. But like I said, it was all out of protection for a fear of what could happen to us to keep our, basically to keep their offspring confined in boxes prescribed to us upon birth. They didn't even realize what they were doing because, you know, they thinking this is a, this is years of seeing depictions of our people being killed and, and hurt and, and tortured and whatever, all of the stories and the narratives fuel us with fear, but we are safe. We are safe. You have to tell yourself that stripping us of our birthright of abundance, keeping us in this box, afraid to be creative. But it's like we still have managed to be that despite it all. That's why I always say God's grace were our, our skills and talents, playing basketball, rapping, singing, dancing, these creative energies, cooking. All of these things have been the what has kept us going through. And so it's like. That's why I say some things that are traditional and that are that we have adapted in our culture, it's not about throw the whole culture away. It's not about throw the whole race away. It's about knowing how to decipher and pick through what works for you and what does not work for you. We are like I said, we're not made to fit in the box. And the time has come for us to break the mental shackles that keep us stuck in this loop of darkness and fear. As children, our lights were dimmed for fear of rejection and, and embarrassment, the ignorance, and even death. Like I said. They did the best they could with what they had. It's time to let our babies live. God dog it. When you know better, you do better. And as every generation, the goal should be, every generation should be a little bit better than you. My son, if he has children, he's going to make some improvements. I'm not going to give that resistance. It's about breaking the resistance. It's about breaking that stuck in your ways and mentality, that closed-minded the the reason we have that is because we fear losing the tradition. I'm not saying strip your whole tradition, but knowing what parts of the tradition are actually helpful and which part of the traditions are actually dysfunctional and detrimental to you. You have to start to decipher and reframe and understand what is actually has been working and what has been holding you back and what has been dysfunctional from a place of love and compassion without judgment give yourself grace we are starting from scratch people and it is okay that you have not been equipped with all the tools you feel like you have needed to succeed but you have a lot of them you may not have all of them and you may never have all of them but you have enough to succeed and thrive and that's all that matters and going further with the socialization and the programming like i said it's all conditioning it's all programming and that subconscious part of your mind, the back part of your mind that we use about 95% of the time um, without even thinking, you know, the conscious is more the frontal, you know, the, the front of the mind. And that's more of that conscious brain where we actually are aware of the things we're doing. The subconscious is kind of more of that autopilot where we're just doing things uh, second nature and kind of not really even being aware of it. That's why they say people being sleep and being woke. That's basically what it is. Sleep is more from that subconscious programming. You know, you're not being really aware of the things you're doing. Um, conscious is more of being woke and aware of the things that you are doing. And then you have the unconscious part of the mind, which is also what has been 
kind of brushed under the rug. A lot of times those are the shadows that we carry that the ego does not want you to see, but those are not bad things. Those are things that maybe you have been shunned or internalized as bad due to whatever someone may have said to you, whatever your parents may have said, you know, as a boy, you were crying and somebody said, stop all that crying. You acting like a little baby, acting like a girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you may be that boy internalizing that sensitivity is a weakness when really sensitivity is a strength. So all these things that could keep you, you know, repressed in your emotions, repressed in your physicality and all of these other kinds of things that you repress yourself. But that's just a little quick thing. But back to the socialization and the conditioning in society, you know, you have media depictions of us, uh, I mean, like, I, I'm going to make a video on, I have a video on, you know, media manipulation, but I'm also going to make a video on how to like never get sucked into the matrix again by having your power and being conscious, you know, when listening to things and watching things. But media can be very manipulative if you're stuck in a subconscious mindset and you're not being conscious or aware that all of it is entertainment. All of it is perspective. It's not fact. You bring it fact. You can you make it fact when you bring it into your belief system. Everything you watch and hear and listen to does not have to be solidified in your root as fact. Um, but yeah, these media depictions of being smart, geeky, articulate, and humble as lame while being hypersexualized, a drug lord, or whatever, a thug, or whatever, being more glamorized or cool. Um Music portrayals of the same narratives over and over again. TV portrayals of the same narratives over and over again of, you know, trauma, sex, drugs, money at the forefront and suppression of the not more creative, but on the other end of the spectrum, empowering and encouraging of the black king and queen and our potential outside of the worldly gain. Because, you know, don't get me wrong, like, I'm not saying that creativity is bad and that that music is just bad altogether. Because like I said, it's a it's an expression, freedom of expression. I believe in that. But it's like knowing that that is not only fact and knowing and being aware that that is one person's perspective, that is one person's viewpoint. You don't have to adapt it into yourself. But the manipulation comes because it's in, and it becomes an infiltration in a box because it's like that is the only thing that's being pushed. That is the only thing that's being given to us. We're not being given an objective viewpoint of the world. We're not being given variety. We're not being given um, multifacetedness in the society. We're given one thing that is being associated with our culture instead of the multifacetedness of our culture, the variety our culture has, that there's more than one way to be black. There's more than one way to be white. The vessel, the black body is just a vessel. You're more than, than whatever society depicts you as. You know what I'm saying? So that's basically part of that. And you have to dig deep into yourself and reflect on it. And I will do a video on my method of how you kind of get through to the subconscious and those programmers and kind of dig out that, um, that programming within yourself. But each individual has so many labels and aspects within themselves that they have to assess. So like maybe you're, you're a guy and maybe you're, um, middle class, middle age, whatever. All of these aspects of you have created a different filter on a different lens, a different point of view of the world. Your viewpoint has been different from a, maybe a, a 90 year old woman. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then you add different aspects, your sexuality, your orientation, like, um, 
your interests, your uh, hobbies, like all of these things shape the people you have come in contact with and the reality that you have seen. So it's part of that. That's how you just assess. You have to look at how have I been conditioned as a man, you know, being hard, no emotions, or less anger, being a player, running game, being manipulative to get a woman, being an athlete, over and over intelligent. Um, your odds are better that way. Like, um, dress this way, talk that way, being pulled in so many ways without ever questioning what it is that really resonates with you. You're a victim in this world, no accountability, feeling like the world owes you something. These are things maybe, uh, boys and men go through, or, you know, women don't be rambunctious. Don't be a tomboy or whatever. Be sweet, be tame, be modest, conservative, shy, humble, stop crying. You talk too much. There's, there's so much individually, but it's up to you to reflect on your condition, to establish a new redefined identity that that's fluid, flexible, ever-changing, evolving. You can be whatever you want to be. Forget what the community going to think, but be mindful of manipulation to fuel someone else's agenda. Stay in the driver's seat and follow your heart once it's healed, you know? Um, family conditioning, the man's role to be a good workaholic, uh, the monetary, the sole provider, uh, the woman's role to be good, um, you know, being a stay-at-home wife or, and maintaining the whole household, um, the child's role to be good, like all of the, basically it's all about what you think it means to be good, what you think it means, what do you have to do to be accepted? Those are conditionings. You don't have to do anything to be accepted, but be yourself. Once you realize that, then you are, you, you start to free your spirit and free your soul, you know, but set intentions. I'll get into that about the intentions and the solutions. Um, being this like robotic figure like being pumped out and being what society is depicting when you don't have a foundation when you don't have a solid identity or or self-esteem you're basically becoming whatever you see whatever you are exposed to some people have no sense of self that they literally watch tv and they become what they see on tv because they have no other identity we are as humans we are we do need how can i say there is a level of programming that we need to survive because, you know, that's how we learn through modeling. But when you learn that, you start to realize I can model whatever I want to be, you know, more fruitful or more healthier or more sane. Just all these other things. The community programming, you know, being the henchman of this robotic factory. Society perpetuates through media depictions and music that show people's opinions, biases, and fueling fear through the idea that there is consequence of being brave, taking risks. There's no safe space to be. These are all illusions. You have to know that you are safe. You have to constantly tell yourself that I am safe. I am divinely guided and protected, knowing that, yeah, this world is full of unknowns and uncertainties. But when you have a strong faith in God and when you know that you are protected and nothing can hurt you and no energy is more powerful than you, you're good. Like I would say, a foundation in faith can, can't fail. And so I'm not pushing any religion or any modality on you or anything. I'm giving you your own personal power, allowing you to know that you can choose and just telling you that what has worked for me, you know, find what any kind of channel you want, because there is socialized spirituality as well. You know, feeling like you, what, what we have to do 
to be spiritual and like being stuck in a in a way of this is what I have to be because you know I was Christian so I only can do this this and this. No, for one, religion does not own spirituality. Spirituality is something that's from within in your own personal relationship with God for me. Or you know, people may say the universe or people may say source or people may say creator. Um I choose to refer to my higher power as God. That's my own belief. But I'm a, I'm disclaiming that so that you know that I'm not pushing it onto you. You know, so just having an understanding that you can choose multiple channels to get to God. You can pray, you can meditate, you can um, dance, you can sing, you can do whatever you want. Whatever is uh, aligns you with your spirit, with your higher self, that's what you want to do. Do it. That's part of that coming out of the box. There's, like I said, that's why I said there's many aspects to coming out of the spiritual closet because it's not just about who you show up as. It could be spiritually how you show up. It can be, you know, um, career-wise how you show up. There's so many ways to come out of the spiritual box. It can be parenting how you sh- how you have no longer, you know, in the community, you may feel like this is how we parent. and But now you may feel like I don't want to parent that way or I've never wanted to parent that way. And so now you start making changes or so or now you start cooking this way or now you want to be vegan. You know, maybe that's not accepted and, and you get all these projections and all these people's putting their two cents in that you ain't asked for. Uh, you ain't going to get healthy with just eating all that. Everybody has an opinion and they don't even realize that their opinion is coming from their conditioning. So you, you're conscious. You can't let other people's programming be projected onto you. You can't let that control you do what works for you and stop letting other people tell you how to be point blank period. But let's get down to some of the solutions. Like I said, it's all about transcending the Masa mentality, the post-traumatic slave syndrome, the African-American stigmas, keeping true to who you are or how you are, but not identifying with the stigma of negative connotations. You know, like you can be hood and have that hood quality of yourself, you know, whatever people may say is hood. So it's hard to explain this because I'm trying to detach the labeling while also I have to use the labeling to describe it. So we all know what people deem as hood. So if that's what you are, if that's what you've been raised in, you know, that's, that's how, you know, that's how you talk. you be like, Hey bro, what's up? My like, that's how you want to talk. That's how you grew up. Be that way. But knowing that that is just a way that you talk. That is just a way that you dress. That is just a way that you may wear your hair. You may like bright colors. You may like long nails or rhinestones. You may like hoop earrings. You may like looking like the girls off of BAPS. They don't got nothing to do with your heart. They don't have nothing to do with your character. They don't have nothing to do with anything. So that's what I mean when I say detaching from the connotations, the negative connotations. So somebody may say, oh, that's an ignorant person. That's a ghetto person. That's a ratchet female. That's a hood uh, you know, hood female in a negative sense, in a negative context. So you can be yourself and knowing and love yourself, cultivate that self-love without attaching to a society, people who don't even understand our culture label you as. You don't have to be ignorant just because you look a certain way. That doesn't, that's why I say that has no relation to who you are as a person. Um, Knowing that 
the content of your character is not determined by the surface or worldly attributes. But, you know, this world is very superficial. So that can, you know, it can get cloudy sometimes. But, you know, these are the attributes that you acquired in this lifetime. And you can accept it, have self-acceptance and self-love, knowing that you can still be this way, still go and educate yourself, still go and, and, and look and dress that way, but read books on philosophy, read books on this and do this and do that. Like, you know, like just stepping outside of your box, stepping outside of that label. Now you can hold on to how you are and how you act and how you, your characteristics while not being subjected to just being in that box of being what people deem as hood. You get what I'm saying? Hopefully that's clear to you. Um, redefining any labels attached to you that hold you, hold you back. So yeah, it's like, oh, okay. I'm ghetto. Yeah, I'm ghetto. I'm extra. That's what redefining is. Redefining is not tone is everything. So black people, we know we have our own, uh, you know, Ebonics and our language. And we know that you can say something like, bruh, 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 all those bruhs just meant three different things. <laughs> so it's kind of like that with redefining, um, People say, you hood. Yeah, I'm hood. Or, oh, yeah, okay. Or just like, for example, you know, in the natural hair movement, people were saying, like, nappy. You had nappy. And, I like, there's so many um, influencers now who have redefined the word nappy. And now it's like, yeah, okay, my hair is nappy. Or me, I've redefined it as my hair is high maintenance. You know, make things... Redefine so that you love yourself, so that you cultivate more self-love and not the energy of what people are projecting, not the energy of what prejudice people are putting or people who are ignorant and still stuck in this inferiority uh, mindset and superiority mindset and this racism and this racist mindset, knowing that you are not defined by those things and you can get get your power back by um, redefining. Same thing with nigga, like nigger was something that was a um, derogatory saying. So culturally redefined that. And now it's like almost a term of endearment. And so that can be a way of taking your power back and, and not worrying about what other people think about you because you of your definitions and knowing that perspective is power because you know what one person may talk about how they talk about themselves or me, I may use the word nigger and somebody say, you may start preaching me. You know why you shouldn't use this? Keep your comments to yourself because this word gives me empowering. As long as it's empowering you and, and not hurting someone's free will, you're free to do whatever you want. I don't care what people say. They can hold, they make their comments, whatever they want to do. That's coming out that box. I'm not in your box, buddy. I'm not in your reality. Stay over there. If you don't have nothing nice to say, don't say nothing at all. Period. Okay. Teaching that um, traditions can evolve and grow without losing the culture. Showing our children they don't have to be products of fears, past addictions, coping mechanisms, etc. Teaching them that they have many choices in life and equipping them with the foundation and tools to build their home when it's time to move out. That's that's an analogy. You know, sometimes we as adults feel like we weren't prepared for this world because we didn't get the right tools. But, you know, we have to start to, to search deep down in the toolbox. We have them. We just have to start to learn how to pull them out when we need them and redefine those tools. And, you know, like, you know, maybe we feel like, oh, I'm just so competitive or this and that. Competitiveness is good in certain aspects. So it's just like just knowing how to harness the tools when you need them and how to use them in a proper way. Like I said before, you can't use a hammer 
to uh, in a screwdriver's job. You can't use a, a wrench in a in a hammer's job. You know, just knowing when to use them for the right moments. Keeping some traditional values, beliefs, and foundations for sustainability, but also knowing you can add and take away from that foundation as well. If it's not keeping your house secure and in top shape, so if it's something that is bringing down that foundation and the constructs of your house, then it's time to get rid of it. But if it's something that's stabilizing the foundation and securing the foundation and the walls and everything, then keep it. And if it's something else that comes from outside that you feel like you can use, oh, I like that. Let me add that to my house. That's going to help it. Do it. Even if it's aesthetics, even if it's superficial, even if it's worldly, if that's helping the construct and the helping you cultivate a space of peace, then do it. And I'm using this analogy, but really when I talk about house, it's your your whole body as a whole and your life as a whole. That's the house. That's what the represent, representation of your body, your temple, and your life. There's so many layers and aspects to coming out the spiritual closet. Um, but like I said, set intentions, a prayer to heal yourself with ease and grace, to release the ancestral and intergenerational traumas, um, you know, that have been passed down to release the societal and community and familial traits and conditioning that no longer serve you with ease and grace. Don't try to do it. Know what you want first and have that understanding. I, I talk about that as well. I think in the foundation of spirituality, I have a video. You can listen to that to kind of understand like setting like pure intentions and not getting so sucked into the ego stuff and, you know, following the trends of what people are saying spirituality is and has to be to gain ascension and all these other kinds of things. People putting their um religious practices or spiritual practices and beliefs aren't you as an end-all be-all there's no end-all be-all there's no one way you have to be to gain spiritual um enlightenment or um spiritual liberation you know but um yeah balancing and redefining your life roles is going to be key um, moderation is going to be key. There's so many things that are basic foundations of spirituality for me in coming out that closet in the healing process. But the roles within your family, career, sexuality, sexual, uh, emotional, psychological, physical, spiritual dynamics for you. No one else can define you. I have a video on that. Um, think of all the dynamics in your life. Release fears. I, I'm going to always say a lot of these things a lot because you need to drill them in your head. Release fears of judgment. Who cares what people think? And a lot of times what we think people are thinking, it's an assumption. I always say assuming is the devil. You know, um, they want that freedom just like you. Help them see. Set them free by being the example, the pioneer, the tra trailblazer. Shine your light into their shadow so they can integrate them into their lives. Shadow integration is kind of encompassing of coming out the spiritual closet. 
It's the idea that what you once deemed bad, wrong, and negative, you reframe through your perspective shift to see the light in it. That's the transmutation. That's the alchemy. You bring it into your light and your life and your sense of self, knowing that everything's not all bad. You know, um, everything that, you know, you were told, oh, you're a girl. You shouldn't dress this way or you shouldn't act this way. That's too rough for a girl. No, I want to be this way. Then let me be this way. So that that was once a shadow. Now you look at it like, mm, it's not so bad. Okay, I just, I like to be this way. That don't mean nothing. Like, I, I'm still, you know, securing who I am as a person. Releasing the guilt and the shame. The inner child wounds and society play a toll. Remember, hurt people hurt people. And you don't have to be a product of unresolved trauma. Have compassion and understanding. Try to empathize with the human who are humans who are trying their best to be adults, even though, they're just wounded children with their own baggage of their own. No need to feel guilty or embarrassed for taking control over your life and staying and trying to find solutions to cultivate the life of your dreams. Chase your purpose and passion, not the paper. It will come appreciate and show gratitude for all the the um, vessels and channels that help you along on your journey. Being grateful for the energy money. Um, I have a, a blog on... Um, how to, uh, you know, obtain more abundance. Um, it's called, you want to be where the money reside. If you follow the link to my website, you can see that as well. Um, cultivating a safe space in a circle. You need to be around people with like-minded, uh, you know, like-minded people. Of course, you know, you don't want to get so stuck in it because then you'll kind of box yourself in and it's hard to find, but the space is not necessarily, Oh, everybody likes drives jeep so this is my click it's more of a this my friends all understand and accept me for who i am and don't make me feel conformed to be a certain way so you know i could be around my country a proper friend and listen to my hood music or i can twerk if i feel the need to you know just feeling like comfortable being yourself in, in all aspects or i um i can practice you know my spiritual modalities and do tarot you know be around my christian friends or or be or pray and be around my friends who don't believe in God, you know, just different or, you know, or don't believe in um, Christianity stuff, just being free to be yourself, cultivate that safe space to vent, share, mingle, and to just be, that is essential. And that is what I'm working towards within my website. You know, I'm creating a forum where the community can come together. What I like to call my community is solution seekers, you know, solution seekers, because I feel like it's, Helping to free the soul, liberate the spirit, and just a safe space to be as black people of color, African-American people in America, you know, where we have, where it is kind of hard sometimes getting through in our community, being a little bit different, being awkward, being that, that black sheep, being the oddball, whatever, you know, because there are a lot of judgments. Like I said, that mentality is not even them. It's, they're being henchmen. That's the Masa mentality. That's that, um... They're not even in control of their thought processes. That is conditioning in their mindset. That is that stuck in old ways mindset, you know? It's not a reflection of who you are. You know who you are in your heart, and that's all that matters. Um, try new hobbies, food. Realize no one knows anything, you know? Uh, and that's not to scare you, but it's just more like take everything with a grain of salt. Everything's suggestive, and you can choose to have autonomy, personal power, self-trust, and faith. Be trisexual once again. Try anything once, you know. Um, not anything, but you know what I'm saying. Be a little more flexible, fluid. 
Be self-aware of the way your mind has evolved and works. Be aware of your shadows that may have manifested into deviances, addictions, etc. Be aware of your coping um, mechanisms, the ones that are healthy and the ones not so healthy. But I'm going to make a video, like I said, about staying in the driver's seat, even with unhealthy coping mechanisms. So, yeah, and, and addictions and all of these other things. Basically, become a master of self, knowing your inner and outer world um no no knowing your inner nor outer world defines you you create your reality by knowing you have the power to choose what you act on and what you don't you are not your trauma thoughts emotions etc you can feel them observe them heal them on this human experience without associating or identifying with them as you and listen um to i am light for inspiration that's by ndre i mean i when you're going through the spiritual awakening, like I said, I'm going to do a separate video, but it kind of comes into play a lot in this video. Um, there are dark moments. You can be going through that dark phase, you know, the dark night of the soul. But I, I agree with the heart alchemist and it's more like dark night of the ego because it's when you're allowing that ego to die, that false sense of self. So that's a, a tough time for a lot of people. And this is why a lot of people um, lose their minds and, you know, they have a psychotic breaks and, um, psychological crisis, um, because they don't realize the process and we have not been educated on this process. And that is why I say as a spiritual activist, I'm bridging that gap and I'm enlightening and educating my people on the spiritual aspect of healing, which is a lot of times not seen from a spiritual perspective it's seen solely from a psychological perspective and you know another good person to look at is you know the holistic psychologist um but you know like i said my perspective is coming from a black woman so i do have the certain empathy in the viewpoint and perspective that i feel like in conjunction with the knowledge that i've acquired over my own personal experience and research can help uplift our people and elevate us and you know just leveling the playing field ain't nothing wrong with that it's nothing against no other race no other culture no other this but i want to help my people catch up in the race of life um find refuge in music or other unorthodox healing modalities like i said i have a whole video on my instagram page about you know healing for the black soul. And a lot of times we don't realize, like I said, God's grace, the things that we have been blessed with as talents and skills and hobbies. These are the things that help get us through. I'm not going to tell you how many times music has helped me get through something. It's not about, oh, that's just where you're at in your, in your phase. And, um, you're not there. And like there's hierarchy. You're not just at the elevated states cause you still need music. No, <laughs> music is fine. Uh, if you want to, you know, smoke weed every now and then, that's fine. So sometimes you want to go out and have a, a drink and socialize and, and dance and go to the club. There's different things that can uplift your spirit. That's why I say do nothing without intention. This is kind of goes with my video, make the mundane have meaning. These things, these worldly things do can help us on our journey. And I want to teach you how to do that. And without judgment or guilt either, because, you know, I battle with that because I'm like, oh, well, this is not what the, the psychologists say. This is not what the therapist says. This is not what they say. This is what it has been working for us. This is part of our culture that we should not throw out. And so this is what I say is that take everything with a grain of salt. Everything does not work with everybody because 
our cultural experiences have given us a different perspective in life than other people. So some things can be generalized and healing for all, but some things are unique to our perspective and what we see and how we see life. Um, have faith. Don't hold too tight to the outcome. As you awaken to the idea that you are free to roam and can be whatever you want to be, you may experience psychic attack as the mental constructs crumble. You may feel paranoid or like other people or are the thoughts in your head. Be aware of your thoughts. The, the shift your perspective creates a false reality that usually is an illusion filled with fears and roadblocks. So a lot of times you may start to hear a lot of um, thoughts and you know, a lot of people are walking around thinking it's everything is spirit because I was one of them. I went through my thing and thinking, I mean, you can associate it with the spirit, but you can call them spirit. You can call it thoughts. You can call it energy. At the end of the day, energy is everything. Energy is neither destroyed nor created. It's only transformed. So if your thoughts are a source of energy, you have to look at it in the sense that you don't have to attach it. You just kind of use it to gauge where are you at in your mind and knowing that you don't have to attach to these thoughts. These are just thoughts. Watch them flow by like clouds in the sky. Help them, let them guide you in a sense um, to understand like what they're trying to show you. What are they trying to illuminate? And and knowing that not all thoughts have to be constantly given attention. Usually the only the thoughts that revolve around fear and paranoia and anxiety are the ones that need the most attention. Um, but yeah. Um, I talk about intrusive thoughts as well. Sometimes you don't need to revisit something that you've already gone through. It's just that, that subconscious programming and those patterns trying to come back up. It's the resistance of the ego. So being mindful, I always say stay ready so you ain't got to get ready. And that's the whole point is that once you know that, you can be ready to conquer it. And a lot of times I say conquer it with love, knowing that sometimes you're you're scared and, and, and the inner child is scared and, 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 their, and their mind is scared. And, you know, that's where the resistance is coming from. Comfort yourself. Do something that's comforting to you. That is okay. Eat a good meal. Cook some food. Do something to, to release that stress. Find some good stress management, anger management. And uh, live into the feelings that is that these thoughts are giving you and release them. Knowing that everything is temporary. Anchoring in that. These are the solutions that I use to help me. Let love in, self-love, all of the selves. <laughs> Listen to my depression solutions video for more insight on these. Um, redefining gateway to transformation, the antidote to protection. Um, and confirmation. Um, I don't even know if that really made sense. <laughs> release fear of being seen as crazy as you change shift your perspective this is a big one because i feel like this is something i really went through a lot just knowing that yeah you may start to look a little awkward to people but who cares if you're happy be you you know um as you shift the perspective behaviors etc the people around you will have to adjust it's not about feeling better than them or feeling like they're jealous or hating on you um they are in some are in darkness. Send them love, light, and healing energy. Some are in that still in that subconscious programming, and their egos fear any change, so they may project things onto you. But it's not really them. Um, those are shadows. Those are that's the egos' uh, narratives. You you don't have to be in their reality. You don't have to believe their beliefs. You create your own beliefs, and that's what this world's gonna have to start shifting into more acceptance, more compassion of the differences that we all have, and not trying to continue to conform people and make them be what we want them to be just because oh that's my friend, so we have to have everything in common. Like I said, commonality is a 
illusion. But I'm going to have to create this video into another one because it's actually running over. So, um, yes, I will conclude this for now, but I'm going to pick it right back up into another segment. But, yeah, so I ended on, you know, um, how that you may start to get resistance from the people around you and you may start to get projections or they may start making comments or you may feel like they're judging you. But, like I said, you never really know. But love conquers all. Don't fall for the trap of resentment, egocentric narcissism, narcissism, narcissism. Dispel the energy of gaslighting with love and compassion. Remember where you started from. Teach. Don't judge. Keep ego. Keep the ego in check. No one is better than anyone. Show them they are not the way their mind works or establish boundaries and love limits, like I like to call them. And... Love from a distance, but don't harden your heart or close your heart. That's not the answer because that's only going to affect you. That's why they always say forgiveness is for the other, for, for you and not the other person. Because when you start to harden your heart, you're stopping your own healing center. The heart is the highest, love is the highest frequency and the heart is the epicenter of love. So the more open your heart is, the more you allow light from yourself within to encompass in your body and to heal you. That's why... If most people who are enlightened know that you can truly heal yourself and that no one should make you dependent on them as a spiritual teacher um, to gain enlightenment, to gain ascension, to gain whatever, you don't need other people. Yes, you can go to people for who have had the experience and gain knowledge and gain more consciousness and uh, more tips and tricks. But at the end of the day, you don't have to be dependent on someone else to give you the spiritual um uh, things you um, need, you know, that can make you susceptible to a lot of um, energy vampire stuff, even through spiritual um, teachers and, you know, a lot of spiritual manipulation for people who want you to be sucked into their own agenda and their beliefs for their monetary gain. And I have my whole little perspective on, you know, how spirituality is being monetized and trending or whatever. Um, because, you know, in our community, things got to be trendy to be digestible and that can be harmful to the community and the spirit. Once again, it could be counterproductive, putting us right back in a sunken space. Um, but yeah. Um, what else? Establish a love ethic, moral compass. I know some people, I know some want people to just govern themselves fully but that's an ideal circ that's an ideal circumstance way of thinking like at the end of the day this world is um it does have limitations and i do feel like if i do personally this is something that i do feel um strongly that we should have a love ethic that we should have compassion um that we have should have a sense of decency as people and we should be more appreciative of that as well the decency that we give should be more appreciative this is why customer service sucks because people are unappreciative. It's not that you have to have an expectation, but it's like, dang, you, you see so much negative negativity always gets so much spotlight. All I'm saying is, can we balance the spotlight and give positivity spotlight too? Um, and also knowing that it's not that deep. You, you just can't handle that people you love hung around with or related to may not be as supportive. 
There are multiple solutions for me. I choose to find a middle ground, a place where our differences can meet and coexist without conformity. Um, and that comes with the love limits and, you know, taking people for who they, where they are and accepting them. The same way you want self-acceptance, you have to give what you want to receive. The more you give, be the change you want to see. The more you give those things, the more you'll receive them. Be aware of the needs to not neglect um, self. Allowing the shadow and the triggered reactions to emerge in an in and out of control, in an out of control way. So basically, like when you start neglecting yourself and when you're trying to cultivate self-love, sometimes you may start neglecting yourself. And when you do that, the shadows can emerge because the shadow a lot of times is your protector too. So the shadow emerges when it feels like you're not doing the things you need to go. And so that's why in an argument, if someone is really running over you, you may pop off and snap and, and have a trigger reaction. That's because you were not setting a limit. You did not stand up for yourself. So that triggered that uh, more confident side popped up or that more uh, fearless side popped up. But the more you stay in the driver's seat and you start to be that fearless person, you can stay in control of all the energies within your body, all the spirits within your body, all of those things within your body, those thoughts and those reactions because you are now in the driver's seat and you can be like, I got it, guys. Y'all stay in the back seat. I'm going to handle it. I can take care of myself the way I want to. Instead of being in a triggered reaction, now you can be more consciously responsive and more in control of yourself. Um, because you are not staying in the back seat. You're now in the driver's seat of your life. Stay present and at peace through the gateway called fun. A lot of times people don't talk about fun and how important it is. Fun is great for the spirit. That's part of that God's grace too. Uh, going to comedy shows, laughing, um, dancing, singing, rapping. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I beatbox randomly. I sing random songs out of nowhere. I make songs out of the stupidest things, um, especially with my son. If you have kids, please understand how blessed you are. Your child is a light. They bring joy to you. They do the silliest things at the right moments. They say the right things at the right moments like, Use them to be a kid again. I'm not going to lie. My son helps me be brave. When I'm on the playground and I want to swing, instead of looking like a weirdo or adult just on a swing, I'm like, hey, buddy, let's go swing. <laughs> Come sit on my lap. Or, hey, let's dance. And we'll just bust out dancing in the grocery store. Or we'll bust out dancing in the park. We do things. He helps me uh, embrace that childlike spirit. Um, stay open-minded. Not so rigid to change. Cultivate and manifest your wildest dreams. And with that concludes the episode of coming out the spiritual closet. Of course I have more. That's all I do is talk. But at the moment, that's the majority of my notes um, that I have. If you have any questions, I also, like I said, my website, um, please follow the link on this uh, podcast. I'll try to link it below as well in the description. But I am starting a forum, like I said, to cultivate a community where Black people can come and we can talk and discuss these things and people can come and say, I'm having these thoughts. And this is a, a no hate zone, hate free zone, judge free zone, shame free, guilt free, all that free, 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 free zone, safe, safe, safe space. A safe solution space, you know, for all my solution seekers, please come like you can say I'm having these thoughts. Nobody's going to say you're crazy. If they do, delete it, block, whatever. I'm not playing those games. Keep your 
ignorant comments to yourself because you may not understand what some people are experiencing. Have compassion, have empathy for your brother and your sister. Love thy neighbor, neighbor. You know, so um, yeah, meet me on the on the forum if you have more questions. And uh, I have a um a question up right now about do you feel safe being your true self, your authentic self in your relationship, friendships, families, communities, etc. Start there. Do you? And elaborate on it. Don't just say yes or no. Like, why not? Um, what? And I always say, like, when I do interviews, I like to do coming out the closet. It's kind of like a confession. Confessions are a great way to dispel their monster mentality and their ego, too. What is something that's secretive about yourself that you feel like no one really knows um, that you love? That's, that's a passion of yours. Like, you may be this hardcore nigga, but you love to sew. I'm sorry, that's, that may seem... So bad to some people, but man, if you like to do that, or I like to bake, but you know, I'm this hard nigga, or I'm a girl, but I like to um, play football, or I like to climb trees, or I like to get dirty. Some people might think like, that's not that big of a deal, but you don't realize the, the, the internalized fear that a lot of people may have, and that's why sometimes things seem bigger and more, more fearful in your mind than they are in reality, and that's why I say fear is one of the biggest delusions. But anyway, let me wrap this up before I get to rambling. Um, I love you guys, and, you know, we gonna be all right. We gonna be all right. I want to also add about the layers and the aspects of coming out to the spiritual closet and that here's our couple more um, ways we may be holding ourselves hostage from spiritual growth through perceived shame, guilt, judgment, and the stigmas around it. Um, You have mental health. You could be in the spiritual closet about that. And I call a spiritual closet because your spirit needs to feel free. And even though, the mind plays a major part because it is the interpreter of a lot of the energies that we have through thoughts. Um, the spirit being oppressed and down is what really gets you moving and going. So when you feel like in your spirit, it's not safe, then your mind will interpret it as it's not safe. So ultimately it comes down to the foundation, which is the spirit. Cause yes, the mind creates false thoughts all the time, but it's interpreting um, from the energies within you. So that's why I say also intuition is not always safe to listen to because when you're healing wounded parts of yourself, namely think about the womb and I'm going to get into this with my activism as well. So as the divine feminine was awakening in this, uh, sacral chakra was awakening in a lot of women, it was a wounded, um, energy and, all of the wounds that we have experienced as women that we have gone through with that our ancestors have gone through, you know, people um, conjuring up or calling upon deities that may have wounded egos as well through the things that they've encountered in life. We seek out information because the mind seeks answers, not because it doesn't know them, but because it's trying to confirm something that it always already is solidified in. So if you're, if your mind already, if your ego thinks something negative that's holding you back, are limited, 
then you look for something. You seek these influencers who are speaking from places of wound, places of damage, because their information is damaged as well. Then it's solidifying. Yes, yes. See, see, I told you, man, ain't no good. Because they saying it right here. I told you my relationship is trash because it's saying this right here. They're saying this and that. And you start attaching all of these um this these perspectives that are one-sided instead of harnessing true compassion and love and empathy within the relationship which to me is what really heals um the relationship you have to quiet a lot of the noise and that's why i say please don't search social media for um um like information that's where that spiritual manipulation comes from um you can call it spiritual awakening or you could just call it awakening in general in life but <clears throat> you have to understand that intuition is not always um healed it's even like when they say with your gut your gut is, is a form of intuition but if you're eating certain things then maybe your intuition may be off at the end of the day it's all about standing in the driver's seat and just using discernment and using your best judgment and a person's track record and the person and, and how they make you feel and and how um being interacting and, and having this new set of way of thinking is changing your reality. Um, but there's some other things, um, like I said, come out the spiritual closet with spiritual practices, modalities, and spiritual interests coming out the spiritual closet with your religious views, your physical appearance, your parenting style, your eating habits or diets, the way you speak, the way you act, being awkward, a pioneer, comedian, activist, hood, preppy, bougie, country, whatever, your occupation, your relationships, redefining black love for you and not going by what people say it has to be, your sexuality, your sexual practices, and how you like to be um, not feeling like you're sinful or good or bad or nasty or this or that because you like certain things, um, your beliefs, opinions, perspectives, your interests, um, all while you are solidifying these beliefs in your system knowing that you can always change them but also you know assessing where did that condition come from why do you like this or why do you like that is that something that you feel like is a part of you for you or is it something that you may have been conditioned to feel and it's okay even if we are all conditioned in some way we can't walk through life without some form of conditioning so it's not about oh you're conditioned so you you're you're not being yourself no you're being a part of being human. That's part of being human. That's part of your characteristics. That's part of your character. Knowing that you can change it when you get ready to. But it's okay to have likes and interests that came from certain things. Everything that isn't bad for you. Um, some of the roadblocks, maybe the stigmas that fuel fear or, of judgment in our culture and society. That create these internalized shadows. The perception and perspective is power. Um, you know, some other roadblocks, homophobia, sexism, the patriarchal, the divide and conquer tactics, please don't fall into that because there are a lot of wounds that are creating a lot of divide and conquer tactics that that's falling into the trap. Don't do that. Um, ego embedded with false conditioning to control the mask perception to perpetuate the agenda of addiction, consumerism, material consumption. You know, we're going to make a mad when we start not allowing those things to control us and we still keep moving and still keep thriving. Um, the massa mentality, the psychological ignorance, not understanding how the mind works, thinking that you're getting facts, but really you're not even realizing your ego is still controlling you, running you and making you just uh, validate um, 
thoughts that you have that are wounded, still keeping you stuck, still keeping you in a, in a situation that is not helping you grow. Spiritual manipulation from influencers who are going through their own awakenings and healing their own traumas without disclaiming um, that they are biased as a human, as I am myself. I am a human with my own um, experiences that I carry with me, my own things, but I try to be as objective as I can. And by doing that, I get, I try to show multiple perspectives and that's my way of kind of dispelling that um, bias or whatever. Um, but I do have a filter. I'm a black, um, 30 some year old woman, you know, in a heterosexual relationship. So I have a few, many filters that I do carry with me, but, um, I try to be objective and compassionate for everyone. But yet, you know, having influencers who never show vulnerability or never show their human side or, you know, things that they go through and making you feel like they're only giving a like a, a glimpse of the reality. You know what I'm saying? Like not showing that I went through this. I went through the mud, too, to get to where I am. And, and this is part of it. And, and let me really break down that this will happen or this may happen or, you know, I'm not trying to I'm not giving you a personal power, your sovereignty or whatever. Um. Uh, Christian indoctrination can be a roadblock for many people. I'm not against Christianity. It's just about how is it helping you and how is it hurting you? What is it taking from you? And, uh, what is it giving you? For some people, it's not a roadblock, but that's what I'm saying. These are just all possible possibilities. Other religious practices that may be holding you stuck. Um, Close-mindedness, close fear of change, keeping us um, from trying new things that can enhance our spiritual growth and human exploration. So that's just what little quick thing I wanted to kind of share um, as could be possibility of roadblocks and different forms of um, layers of coming out of the spiritual closet, which could be in any aspect of the holistic wellness journey, um, physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, energetically, whatever. Well, as always, someone who cares, the spiritual activist, sending you peace, love, light, and healing energies. Be open to receiving. Keep God first. Love you guys. Peace out.